and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen. Joined as always with my co-host, Kyle Jans. Kyle, how are you? I'm good. It's been 2024. It's been 2024 for a few weeks now. We're well into it. That's no secret. But with that, we're getting some confirmation on some new Harry Potter Lego for Harry Potter related uh, themes. Have you heard any of them? Are there any of the new ones that are confirmed? Any of the new ones that are rumored? I feel like I looked at some of these before. Uh, now I've done a quick Google and I see Hagrid's hut. Yes. Uh, it's called for that one specifically. It's like called an unexpected visit. So it comes with Malfoy, who I guess is the unexpected visitor, but it opens up. There's like a big comfy chair for Hagrid to sit in. Fang is in there and Norbert is as well. So I well, think that's it's based off of that scene of the first book. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, the flying car we got coming. There's a new headwig on the privet drive sign, which kind of looks lame if we're being honest. Yeah. Don't buy that one. Hogwarts Owlery. That's a good one. Forbidden and forest, uh, magical and, creatures and the boathouse. The the hidden forest magical creatures looks like there's a buckbeak in there. So that's a kind see, of cool one. Yeah, there's buckbeak. There's like some smaller spiders. It looks like there's some glow in the dark mushrooms, like they actually glow in the dark. And then there's a, a threshold in there as well, as a matter of fact, which is what we talk about in our latest chapter recap from harry potter and the order of the phoenix because we're talking today chapter 34 the department of mysteries and we get a bit of a threshold 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 the r is at the end of the word threshold no end of the word thestral there it is there's no r at the beginning no thestral 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 Luckily, you won't have to say Thestral too much, but why don't you um, take us through this chapter that, you know, Malfoy was the unexpected guest. This was kind of the uneventful chapter, but that's okay. We'll talk about it anyways, as is our, you know, corporate responsibility. So take us through it. All right. So this is chapter 34 of the Department of Mysteries and Harry, they're back at the Forbidden Forest. They have decided that in my notes, I literally have it spelled T-H-R-E-S-T-A. I, I don't really look at when I type very often, though. So I just go, oh, yeah, I recognize that that name. Anyway, it's Thestrals. They are on their Thestrals. Harry, Neville, and Luna, they easily mount them. But Hermione, Ginny, and Ron, who have never seen death before, they have no idea what they're doing. So Luna gets off. She helps them get onto these Thestrals, and then they set off for the visitor's entrance to the magic from the Ministry of Magic. So they have a long, wild flight there. Most of them are terrified because they're riding on these invisible horse creatures, which eventually just drop them off in London. They stuff themselves into a telephone box, which is used as the visitor's entrance to the ministry. They get access. They head down into the main foyer. It's completely empty. And they just strut on in. They take the elevator down to the Department of Mysteries. 
Uh, however, it's not quite how Harry remembers in his dreams because it's a big black circular room with all these doors along the exterior of the walls at intervals. And as they close the door behind them, the room, the walls start spinning so that the doors are no longer in the same place where they were before. So they don't know where the exit is. Um, Harry explains that in his dream, he just kind of went into a room that glittered. So he's telling everyone, all right, let's find a glittery room, not to be confused with the glitteroid room. Um, the first room that they open up, there's a big giant tank filled with green liquid and brains. Um, they go in there and look a little bit more. And while there are a few doors that they could explore, they decide to go back before they close the door though. Hermione marks it with an X using magic. So this is useful because as soon as that door shuts, the walls start spinning again. Uh, they enter another room. It looks like a big amphitheater. Uh, in the middle is this stone archway covered by this black curtain or a veil that's fluttering around. Harry's drawn into the veil. He has the urge to walk through it. He can hear whispering on the other side of it. Luna can as well. Um, the others are very intrigued by it, but Hermione gets them back on task saying, hey, we got to find Sirius. Stay away from that. They try another room. It's locked. Doesn't open by magic. Harry tries to use Sirius's knife that can open anything. Doesn't work. Melts the knife. They move on. Open up another door. It's glittery. It's gleamy. So... They look in and Harry says, this is the room. It's filled with clocks of all different shapes and sizes. Very bright, very reflective. They head on in and there's another room or another door. So they open that and it takes them into the room that Harry is familiar with from his dream. It's the one full of shelves with these dusty orbs that he had seen before. Sirius is supposed to be in row 97. This is where Voldemort is attacking him and and uh, torturing him so they hurry on down there wands are at the ready they're ready for a fight however when they get there Sirius isn't anywhere he's gone they're nowhere to be seen maybe he wasn't even there spoiler alert um so harry's kind of feeling ashamed a little bit embarrassed because nothing's there ron though he finds an orb with harry's name on it it's dated about 16 years ago says spt2 APWBD Dark Lord and parentheses question mark Harry Potter. So Hermione sees it and she and Neville they warn Harry not to touch it. They're like, hey, let's let's not do that. Harry is reckless though. He picks it up. Um, he's expecting something dramatic to happen. However, nothing does. Uh, however, we do hear a new voice behind them that says, "Very good, Potter." Now turn around nice and slowly and give that to me. That's the chapter. That's the chapter. <laughs> um, okay. Thestrals. Let's talk you, about them quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, you you basically just did our entire discussion by recapping what happened. But we can, we can talk to a few of these things. Um, uh... A bit in a bit more detail. So we'll start off with the Celestials. And I want to start off by pr providing a little sympathy here for Hermione and Ron and, and Ginny. Like, it's got to be pretty unnerving to not see what's literally holding you up in the air. Mm -hmm. Like, th they're at one point, Harry is even, and this is a guy who's 
driven or ridden on a, a hippogriff before and seem mm-hmm. to have no issue. He seems to struggle with it a little bit more, like managing their speed and how like rackety they are. But even when he's getting himself set up, he's like, oh yeah, he'd really have to focus on like locking my knees around this like little specific knobby part next to where the, the wings are. Hermione, Ron and Ginny, they don't have that opportunity to be able to learn how to be able to essentially get themselves nice and secure onto this death horse so they don't really stand a chance in the first place to be able to feel comfortable on it not only that but harry doesn't even bother checking on their comfort levels to really see how they're doing if they're feeling very comfortable with this plan at all luna's the one who takes charge and actually gets off of the horse to be able to make sure that they can all get on she's in her element yeah she is she has a good she's happy this chapter lots of weird stuff going on um you talked about in the recap they took them to london Mm -hmm. how did they take them to london you might say if you haven't read this uh book recently Harry just says to Thestral, uh, Ministry of Magic, please, in London, if you know how to get there. And, no, it just takes, and it just takes them there. I know last week we talked about it, about how Thestrals are kind of crazy because, like, as a plan, because how are they going to... But I guess Thestrals speak English, and they just know exactly where to go if you give them a, a specific direction. Very pinpointed direction. But then my favorite part is like after they get off, they're in the middle of London and these horses just take off to go start eating trash in the back alley afterwards. They're like, all right, we're done with you. We're going to move on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hope they I hope they flew away. I don't know if they're waiting. I don't know if they do or not. Yeah, that's about all that I have on Thestrals. Um, I mean, I will say. The description of the flight was was cool to read. Okay, like I, I skipped did, it. I just just kind of skimmed through it, but it was it was it was it was semi interesting to sort of how she described how they were flying and how it was different than some of the other things. But yeah, there's not much else to talk about via the Thestrals. They got them there. The mystery was solved as to how they were going to get them there because they have built in GPS. They're built in, you know, built in Google Maps, got the free data hookup. They're good to go. So I got a few questions for you here. Okay. Do you think you can walk into Parliament Hill at any hour unnoticed? And oh, my gosh, this do you think you could go into the White House or Capitol Hill? Just walk on in. No security measures whatsoever at any hour you please. But do this you is think the you thing. can with the Ministry of Magic. This is the whole thing here. So I, I was trying to, so I'm tired. I got like four hours of sleep at an David's, airport hotel. David's at a, pissed. So at an airport hotel. So I was trying to kind of like figure out how much I wanted to rant here on this podcast today. Because my my initial thought as we're going through this is there's, it's weird that there's not more levels of security to entering the Ministry of Magic, right? Just, so here's here's all the things that they do. They go through the visitor entrance after work. Number one, that should not be open and after hours when there's not like a receptionist and sorry. Number one, the Ministry of Magic should have security guards. That should be a a, a job. 
that someone has. Okay. That's item number one. Number two, the visitor entrance should close at certain times, after certain times, when visitors are no longer allowed in the ministry. If you work there, you should have a super secret pass that, you know, gets you in there. No big deal. Then they got in through the visitor entrance. The automated magic person asked them what they're doing there. And they're like, ah, rescue mission. And it prints them a nice little badge that says Harry Potter rescue mission, measures their wands, no big deal. Um, and that doesn't set off any alarms. It's batshit crazy that they just got in and walked in without any resistance whatsoever. He's literally saying, hey, I'm Harry Potter. I'd like to come into the Ministry of Magic after hours for a rescue mission. Like, does Fudge not get informed? Does someone I feel like there not... should be He's a public enemy number one? Well, I guess two. Dumbledore is probably number one. I, yeah, I guess knowing what's going to happen. Ministry of Magic members are going to show up here, but the fact that they wandered around and weren't a neat and like. Let's not forget, adult wizards can apparate basically anywhere. So how long it takes them to get there is ridiculous. But they shouldn't have to apparate there because there should be people there. This is this is the whole central government of wizards. And like even when they talk about like all the weird things they're seeing in the department, like shouldn't people be around there checking shouldn't it out? Be- like triple arms yeah yeah and like it makes me wonder like was something done was something planned is there normally security there and for some reason they weren't because it was part of maybe the death eaters plan to get them out like we know spoiler alert he's not mentioned this chapter but we know it's lucius malfoy at the end of this chapter who is the voice telling harry potter to hand over the prophecy and we also know it's a prophecy at this point but we do um so did lucius maybe have something to do with this to clear out their way so that they could get in on maybe attended? because that sounds more realistic to me than the ministry just well, having a... no security protection whatsoever that's a great point i like that i like that idea yeah because i mean he he certainly has ministry pull right he's a big ministry deal and it, it would make more sense than the ministry having no security whatsoever. But also, would it? <laughs> like, it, it seems, it seems crazy that, that it, like, it seems crazy that that could even be uh, something, we think of, something we think about, but we know Fudge and we know he's useless. So, yeah. Yeah. So that bugged me, but also just, it was eerie, I feel like, for them to walk in and complete silence. Like, Harry, listen. Harry even is described as saying that he has a sense of foreboding when he's there because it's so ominous and quiet. Like, dude, listen to your gut. Listen to what your body is telling you. If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. Like, it's just like if you get an offer or something that's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So he doesn't listen to himself at all through that. And later we're going to learn that wouldn't help him because he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is weird. It, it It's not like they broke into, I don't even know what a good example is. It's not like they broke into um, like a museum or something after dark where 
you wouldn't expect like no ministry workers are working that's exactly late there should have been there's nobody there there's no there's no security alarms there's no security it just seems all seems weird so i think we gotta i think we gotta sit on your lucius malfoy idea a bit more because it seems all too convenient that they could just get there unaffected yeah i totally agree the other thing that like harry should have been realizing oh maybe i'm getting bamboozled here a little bit is because in harry's dream every time he walks in through that door like through he just walks in through a door walks straight ahead to another door and then he moves on to into a room where the prophecies or the little glowing orbs are but now he's kind of seeing that he enters this big circular room in the department of mysteries that he has no familiarity with whatsoever i don't know but to me that's a red flag like, well, it, the, yeah, it's not how you remember it. This is the Something's thing. Something's up. It's because he doesn't remember it because he's never been there. So, yeah, he's not. He's not in it like he's not thinking. Um, There was one cool part when they were sort of meandering through the mysteries, I thought, um, where they they stopped by the veil mm-hmm. and a few of them. I think it's it's Harry and neville and luna can hear voices coming from the yes. from the veil conveniently I, conveniently those are, the, those are the people who could see the thestrals mm-hmm. and Ginny and ron and hermione didn't seem to be affected by the veil at all yeah um so that's kind of cool like they talk about the veil and i, I it kind of like appears to be sort of like some balance between you know the afterlife kind of kind of thing is is what it's sort of portrayed as here, it's, which I which I thought was kind of cool. Well, it's cool because there's like the saying, like when someone passes, they've moved beyond the veil, which is right. essentially this is just taking that metaphor and and using it literally, literally. So yeah, yeah so we see that we it's definitely dead voices on the other side that are associated with maybe the people that they had seen in the past. Maybe that's Harry's parents whispering to him wanting to come along to the other side i don't maybe it's cedric cedric will you take my body with you harry um maybe him but like that's about all that i yeah it it is interesting to see the veil in use and have it introduced i mean it's something that i could say even just like for something that i forgot i forgot how it was introduced i forgot how this thing that sirius gets pushed or blasted through to eventually die in the next chapter spoiler alert everyone um how that all comes to be so it was interesting to see along with some of the other rooms that were there like a big room of brains and uh what else the clock room i'm sure that there's a lot of probably metaphors and deep explanations about what each one means yeah but it relates to the department of mysteries but this isn't the podcast for that yeah <laughs> yeah that no i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to jump down down that road either um but i guess that was the chapter right like literally yeah we didn't we didn't really waste our time doing things that were unnecessary we we moved like we ended up the last chapter we had ability to move we moved we we got to the department like, and we're moving now. Like, the book is moving now. And so that's yes. fun. Um, But 
yeah, there wasn't much to this chapter. It wasn't a bad chapter. It wasn't a great, it was just sort of. It's setting, it's setting everything. It's a setup. Right? It's just a setup. Yeah. Yeah. So we made some predictions about this chapter. Um, I'm going to say that you did a bad job. <laughs> Here were your predictions. They would have a challenge to get into the ministry. No, uh, nope. you can just walk right in. Literally no challenge. You can just walk right in. You will say Ginny, Neville, and Luna prove their worth. Nope. They just walked around. Uh, they will discover the prophecy. Technically, I will say yes, they did discover the prophecy. And you will say that there is no fighting or Death Eaters, which I guess you're half right. Half right. There is no fighting. Yeah. The Death Eaters. We know Lucius is there. Yeah. Uh, my predictions were certainly better, but they weren't particularly crazy Tar predictions targeted. to begin yeah right so i said harry's gonna guide them off his dream which he did eventually end up doing um when they finally found the right room then he could use his dream to take them to the prophecy which i said they will find the prophecy about harry which they did they picked it up they don't know what it is yet but they did find it and then i said the death eaters are going to show up at the end of the chapter which if you read like the first four words on the next page a death um, yeah we knew it was Lucius. we know they're That's there a so, Death Eater showed up, we could say. Yeah, we know that now. at least one is there. Yeah. So, you know, I did better than you, but I didn't really put myself out there either. So maybe we can do better this time. But honestly, uh, probably not. Because I think the next chapter will be sort of similar. Um, with a, I think so. A bit more action, but not a lot of um, depth. We'll see, though. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, In this chapter of um set up let's say what did you forget happened the the big circular room yeah was probably the key thing that i forgot i think maybe i just thought that it would be what harry saw in his dreams and he would enter one room he would go down some corridor he would open up another door and it would all be right there but clearly there's a lot more when it comes to mysteries involved so yeah, I'd say that was kind of probably the key thing that I would say that I forgot. Yeah, I had forgot about Thestral GPS, obviously. Um, but yeah, the 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 Circle Department of Mysteries kind of lets us... I don't think it ever plays out. I don't think we ever come back here, really. But we are certainly led to believe that there's more than just prophecies going on mm -hmm. in this department. So not much to really forget because not much really happened. Um, but there are more things that don't make sense. So much and, that doesn't make sense. Um, we don't need to talk about how it, children shouldn't just be allowed to wander through the ministry. I will add that they have this magical assessment process that doesn't clock that all of them are children. They got their Underage. name, they got their business, they got their wands measured. No notification. Uh, no, sorry, you need to be escorted through the department or through the Ministry of Magic after yeah. hours because you're literally children. Might have might have been helpful. Yeah, I I didn't really have anything else to add besides well, what we've been going have, on about before. So you go ahead because I, I know have the best. This is here. your favorite section. This is we were last time. We were like, well, we don't really know how the Thestrals work. Today we learned. They have Thestral GPS and you just put an address in and they just take you there. Where do you think they maybe could have stopped by first before they went to the ministry to see if Sirius was captured? 
I don't know, maybe stop by the department or the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix just to see, hey, what's going on? Serious, are you here? Uh, Serious, are you not here? Adult, useful adult, are you here? Like, they've they're so close to the ministry. They literally can walk there, right? Isn't that yeah. how they? Isn't that how Harry and Arthur got there at the beginning? They walked. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was very nearby, or else they walked, and then it was like a short port key or something away. I don't quite recall, but they're definitely within range that the Thestrals could have stopped by. And like Harry, you've I wouldn't even say you've wasted time. You've you've gotten there as fast as you can, but it takes a long time. So why not take the extra? 20 minutes to half an hour whatever it may Ops. be like you don't need everyone else to stay on your thestral you just run inside be like yo adults uh here's what's going on and they can say oh yeah no that that's weird because i'm right here just chilling <laughs> you best not just go there chilling yeah you want some you want some tea because you're not going there now some tea and we're gonna yeah. go check this out and resolve this for you yeah. because you're a stupid kid who is about to make things much worse for us Oh my gosh, and so much worse. His life. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. It it's it's so frustrating. Um that he that he didn't so they like, that they just conveniently worked like that and he didn't think, oh shoot. Actually, can we just take a quick detour? Because it's in London. We it's know there. that Grimmauld Place is in London. We know the ministry is in London. Uh we know that. London is not the world's largest, most spread out city, being the fact that it's a European city, which means it's condensed. Um, just makes too much sense. Makes too much sense. Uh, but that's all right. Without idiocy, there would be no Order of the Phoenix book, because this book is basically just Harry's an idiot. But that's okay. Um, any other thoughts on this chapter? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Sorry even, for the short episode. Even, we even don't need finding to. a quote was was well, hard. I found one that I really liked here, and it was this is Harry's inner monologue. He did not understand why Sirius was not here. Like, so the trap has been sprung, and, he and he's still like, doesn't and he still it. doesn't get it. Yeah, he's not going to clue in until Lucius Malfoy speaks to him. Yeah, exactly. So that was the that was the quote I took here, and I just wrote underneath it, Harry, you're an idiot. There was a, a locked door and Luna at one point was like, oh, this there's like a snivering snick box or something behind Ooh. this one. I know that's what the Weasley's create. But anyway, there's one the door that doesn't open and Luna goes, you know what could be in there? And Hermione cuts her off something blibbering, no doubt. And so I like kind of the quick remark, which was funny to me and it gets some nervous humor. Or a nervous laugh out of Neville as well. Yeah, that was good. All right. I wonder who you're going to pick for LVP, but who did you pick for LVP? That's Harry. There's no other option to consider. He he went in. He just charged in without a plan. He, he goes in and he's like, oh, maybe you guys stay back here while I go forward and you can keep watch. And Ginny's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How are we going to inform you if something's going wrong? So like, yeah. he, he doesn't have any idea what he's doing here. He's running around like an idiot, getting himself into trouble and just making things worse for the end. And it really bugged me at the end how Hermione and Neville are both like, hey, you shouldn't touch that. It's like the 
the don't you put it in your mouth commercials <laughs> and like yeah like it's just it's the same thing it's if you don't know what it is don't touch it especially if it has your name on it and in magic world yeah i mean you got it like you you, you hit all the key points um the fact that he still didn't want to make use of the people who came with him the fact that they're there and they don't need to be the fact that he didn't clue in that it was a trap and then he finally couldn't keep his hands off of it which is going to allow voldemort to get the prophecy yeah uh and yeah they could have just wait because if he just didn't reach forward and take it they could have probably I mean, just walked out. Well, well no, they no. It I mean, I imagine. I imagine we would have the. We would certainly have the altercation where some of those Death Eaters would torture some of the kids to try and get Harry to do what they want, which he certainly would. I don't think like that would be a that would be a good strategy. Don't torture Harry. Torture, you know, Hermione or, or Ginny, yeah. and, and then he'll do what you want. Um, or I, I don't know if he would do it for Luna. He doesn't really seem to like Luna, but yeah. He's That's a bit fair. of a, a bit of a martyr like that. Uh, a more interesting conversation for us to think through is uh, who's the MVP of this chapter? Yeah, so I considered Lucius because he gets what he wants out of this. It was very useful. Harry just kind of fell into his lap, but he's not named in this chapter, and it. That's okay. I don't know if it was necessarily his plan. Either it could have been Voldemort's plan that he was just helping to implement. So I didn't know enough about that situation to be comfortable granting that bestowed honor upon him this chapter. Cool. So I went with Hermione because constantly throughout this, she's again, surprise, surprise, the voice of reason. She's telling Harry to get away from the veil she knows something's off about it. She knows something's suspicious. And despite it kind of drawing in a few of them, she gets them away from that. She gets him back on another reason why I hate Harry. He was like fascinated by looking at this veil and Hermione's like, Hey, we got to go see Sirius. And then he snaps out. He's like, yes, I'm off to go see Sirius. Like it's his own, like it's his own idea. And then later on, sorry, this is total sidetrack, but whatever. Then he goes on and they go into that room and there's the hummingbird that's like emerging like a Phoenix yeah. and Ginny wants to watch like the cycle. And Harry's like, Ginny, let's go. We got shit to do. Meanwhile, he was staring at a bloody veil. Which for... is what she says to him. She said, well, you, we can stay as long as you, yeah. No, that's anyway, true. Um, Hermione also, just the voice of reason here. Get away from the veil. Don't touch that prophecy. She's trying to keep things on, on track here. She put Harry the X's has... up to tell the them which X's. doors they've already gone through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. She was, she's a good choice. Um, similar to your Lucius Malfoy thought, I'm giving an award here to Voldemort because he clearly has a plan and it has clearly worked. Mm -hmm. um, so... He wants the prophecy. Everything has failed. Um, the plan literally couldn't work any better for him. Harry was stupid <laughs> enough to pick it up. Like normally when you have a plan, you're used to something going awry and you need to kind of reevaluate or pivot your strategy. He didn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess he pivoted to this new plan because his previous plans failed. That's true. That's but true. I think they were not necessarily his previous plans. I think... I think some other people might have been trying to push that down, the Sturgis Podmore mm -hmm. uh, solution. But this worked. Here he is. Now one duel away from getting his hands on uh, 
one duel away from getting his hands on the prophecy because Harry couldn't resist. <laughs> that was the chapter. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't have, I don't have, we don't have, we don't need to drag it out. We don't have much to say. Yeah, uh, you know, it was nice and quick and nice and to the point, and I do I still like that. Enjoyed it. It was it was a good chapter. It was fun. So next chapter, by the way, we only have three more chapters. We're getting there. We only have three more chapters. So there's a lot to happen. Well, not really a lot to happen, but there's some stuff to happen. And I think we might have it happen next chapter in chapter 35, Beyond the Veil. So hit me. What's going to happen? All right. So Death Eaters will arrive shortly after. Bellatrix, Lestrange, as well as some of the others who escaped from Azkaban will be part of that um, crew. The kids are going to have to defend themselves. Um, there's likely going to be some kind of like wahahaha monologue where you led us to this. We tricked you. Voldemort will rise once again from one of them. Um, Sirius and the Order will arrive think they were maybe tipped off via creature or maybe someone got word that harry was trying to contact them that's the only way that i can think of how they were kind of informed so well the something or, will i imagine them off. i imagine there might be a security system in the ministry it's just very slow acting that could be it too um a battle will ensue and bellatrix will push or not push but use magic to put serious through the veil and we say goodbye to him forever well no because he goes back as a ghost but forever <laughs> in human form yeah so it's funny you say that because i'm pretty sure she just pushes him through the veil does she push him through i wrote down my prediction as bellatrix knocks serious through the veil so that she could technically knock him via magic but i kind of think she just pushes him through the veil all right so well, we'll see, see. We'll see. Um, I think at the end of this, Dumbledore and Voldemort will both arrive. I, I was wondering that. And like, I don't even know if Voldemort arrives in this book. I think that he does be because the, I'm I'm confident that the ministry officials see him. And that's how that's what leads to Dumbledore's reinstatement in Fudge's ouster. Yeah, yeah, I guess um, that's true. So we got to have the Dumbledore Voldemort um Duel, and I don't think that will be in the same chapter where we uh, lose Sirius to the veil. Um, I think this chapter is actually going to basically be all action. It's going to be mostly just a big fight with the Death Eaters, mm -hmm. you know, kids, and then and then the Order. And yeah, Sirius is going through the veil. The big guns are showing up at the end. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely, that makes sense to me. Um, we, yeah. We, like I said, we only have we only have three episodes left here. We have the next one through the veil. Then we have nope, that's the wrong book. Then we have the only one he has ever feared. Okay, that makes sense. Which, um, sorry, we have four chapters left. Four okay. chapters. That's okay. Um, yeah. So I think so. That's going to be I think the duel. We're going to talk about the prophecy. Which is going to be AKA Harry and Dumbledore catch up, <laughs> and then this, and then the, and then the book summary and like the conclusion to the to the novel. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got it. We got a bit of a big longer chapter uh, next week, but it should be at all action again. If it's like this, 
I don't know what we'll have to say about it, but at least it'll be fun to read, uh, which is, you know, half the battle exactly. for us here. Follow us at Harry Potter Reread Podcast on Instagram and for like and subscribe all of our podcasts on any of the podcast platforms that you enjoy. Spotify, Spotify. I shouldn't. No, I, I'm gonna. I'll leave my opinions of the Spotify. No, Spotify as a... podcast sucks. They suck. <laughs> they suck. Um, I. It's so dumb. That's a conversation we've had before. If you just want yeah. to listen to back-to-back podcasts, you can't do it. No. If you want to flip listening between a queue of podcasts and a queue of songs, heaven forbid that those would be two different queues. Yeah. Um, but no, you can't. I mean, but it's popular, so it's available hey, to you. And and we don't judge you. Whatever you're listening to no. us on, do it. Yeah. I mean, you you, you only got so many podcatcher options. Uh, there's only a, probably an infinite amount out there. And we are available on some of them 95 percent of them i don't even know if that's true i don't even know i know we're available on spotify we're available on apple we're available on google i don't i don't know how we would get it on any of the other ones so the big we've rambled for a lot we should probably cut this out but we won't so cut that cut that cut that i've been listening to the it's always sunny podcast did you ever watch that show this is rambling (laughs) now but Anyway, it's a great show and they have a great podcast and they'll say something offensive or terrible and be like, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. But I'm definitely going to cut this. (laughs) Anyways, um, you may or may not have just heard us ramble uselessly for a couple minutes there, but I'm David. That was Kyle. Bye. Bye.